Chapter One of the Story of the World A Simple History for Boys and Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Lisa Marie Duffield. The Story of the World A Simple History for Boys and Girls by Elizabeth O'Neill. Chapter 1 The Coming of Man Long before men came into the world, the earth existed, though it was very different from the earth as it is today. Men of science who can read a story in the rocks which make up the surface of the earth tell us that at one time it was so hot that nothing of any kind could live on it. It was a great round lump of melted stuff whirling round and round. By degrees it got a little cooler. The outside cooled first, and a crust was formed which broke and perhaps at first fell into the melted part underneath. Later on it stopped falling through and turned into a hard, cool skin, much like the earth as it is now, except that at first there was no living thing on it, not even the smallest flower or insect. But the inside of the earth has not cooled altogether yet, and we find that if we go down into it, for instance down a coal mine, it grows hotter the lower we go. Sixty feet below the surface a thermometer would tell us that it is a degree hotter, another sixty, another degree, and so on. Since the outside has cooled, and when it had become cool enough for water to be on it, then it was possible for plants and animals to live. Now the first plants and animals began to live so long ago that even the cleverest men cannot say exactly when it was. It must have been in any case hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years ago. We do not know even when the first man lived, and we do not know where. In the Bible we are told that the first man was Adam, and that he lived in a certain place which had four rivers flowing through it. Many people have thought that this place, the Garden of Eden, must be in Arabia, in the valley of a river called the Euphrates, where the Assyrians and Babylonians lived afterwards. But some of the greatest men of science now say that probably the first man lived in an island in the Far East, which in those far-off days would not be an island at all, but a part of southern Asia. One of the reasons for thinking this is that not many years ago a skull was found there which is thought to be that of the very first man. He must have been a very strange man. His forehead sloped back sharply from his eyebrows, instead of going straight up, and then gently back, as ours do. His head must have been smaller than that of any man now alive, but it was larger than the head of a certain kind of monkey, called the gibbon monkey, though it was very much like it in shape. Learned men who think, as many of them do now, that men are descended from monkeys, 
say that this was probably the skull of the very first man and would therefore naturally be very much like that of a monkey there are other reasons why men of science think that it was in jawa that the first man was born and one of them is that it could only be in a warm moist climate such as we know existed there that man could first grow picture caption the shape of the first man's head from the skull found in jawa by dr dubois End caption if this is so of course it might almost as well be in the place where the garden of eden is supposed to have been except that no traces of these far-off men have been found there but we really do not know anything certainly about the first man though we know a good deal about men who lived many thousands of years ago there are some signs of the existence of the first men even in europe in far-off ages when the land was covered with white glistening ice and everything was dreadfully cold we do not know how these men came to europe nor do we know how many kinds of men there were at the time but traces have been found of three kinds at least we shall hear something of these presently although we do not know where these first men came from we know a good deal about them they were cave dwellers they did not build houses as we do but they moved about until they found some hole in the rocks which would keep out the cold winds and the hail and snow and there they made their home if they could for sometimes they would find huge animals in the caves and would have to fight for their lives we think the elephant a very big animal but the elephants of those days were much bigger the elephants of today would look beside them as sheep beside horses there were also other huge animals of different kinds with strange names and strange shapes besides these there were giant bears lions and wolves these ancient men had very poor weapons to fight with they had not learned to make swords and spears of iron stone was all they could think of to make their axes spears knives and swords they would knock one piece of stone against another until they had made a sharp edge and then after a long time it would look something like the head of an axe a favorite place for caves chosen as homes by these wild men was the side of a steep cliff or hill probably because the great wild animals could not reach them there very easily we know of several of these caves which because of the things dug out of them must have been the homes of wild early men like these they stained themselves different colors with the juice of plants just as the people did whom julius caesar found in britain they wore skins of wild animals for clothes and they lived on the flesh of the animals they killed and on roots which they dug out of the earth we find not only their rough stone weapons but their bones lying side by side with those of the great rhinoceros which they seem to have learned how to kill easily 
they knew how to make fires and they kept the wild beasts away at night by building up great fires made from the brushwood of the forests these men were not attractive to look at their foreheads went sharply back from their eyebrows and these stood out like a shield over their eyes their chins also went back from their teeth instead of forwards like ours they were short men and as we have seen did not know many things as yet they must have been very cunning hunters as that was the work they lived by and some of their weapons were cleverly made but at best they were not very different from monkeys. These ancient men are called by some people Neander, men, because the first head of such a man was found in a cave in Germany called the Neander Cave. The Reindeer Men Long after the Neander men lived, we know that there was another sort of ancient men who are called Cromagnard men because their skulls were first found at Cromagnon in france they are also sometimes called reindeer men because they lived at the time when reindeer roamed over the south of europe now these reindeer men although of course they were savage men who lived thousands and thousands of years ago must have been in some ways almost like the men of today the climate had changed very much from that which the Neander men had had to put up with. It was now cold and dry. The ice had disappeared, and the climate was not very different from that in the north of Europe in the winter now. The reindeer men were still cave dwellers, and some of their traces have been found in caves in Devon and Derbyshire. But they had foreheads like those of men now rising fairly gently from the eyebrows the whole head and face of a reindeer man must have been quite like those of men we meet every day the size of his head was about the same the only great difference was that the chin still went backwards from the teeth they were tall men too with much better figures than the neander men but this is not all Though they were hunters, and had only weapons of stone, their weapons were more finely made, and, strange to say, the reindeer men were very fine artists. Curious, savage people though they were, covering their bodies with yellow and red paint, they could cut into ivory perfect little pictures of the things they saw around them. You can almost see the deer putting down its finely shaped legs when you look at some of these scenes in ivory. They could paint, too. In a cave in the north of Spain there are painted on the walls in almost natural colors and in natural positions buffaloes, wild boars, and horses. They were painted long ago by the reindeer men. Sometimes they tried sculpture, and at this, too, they were very clever. These paintings and sculptures and drawings are to be found not in one cave only, but in many in the south of France and in the north of Spain, so we cannot think they were the work of one artist among a number of savages, just like a genius among thousands of ordinary people today. 
they were a real race of artists clever men in many ways though so savage in others we know that they were clever in other ways too they got their flints and stones to make weapons from mines from which they dug them with axes sometimes made out of the horns of animals we know too that they made lamps for themselves altogether they must have been men whom we should have liked to know a strange thing about these reindeer men is that we are almost certain that they were not descended from the rougher and ruder neander men it seems more probable that they came to the western parts of europe when the terrible covering of ice had gone from it but a still stranger thing is that the bodies of another kind of men still have been found of the same sort as the negro of the present time picture caption specimens of the work of the most ancient of the world's artists one a buffalo painted on a wall of a cave at altamira north spain perhaps fifty thousand years ago two carvings on ivory by reindeer men three a tool carved out of flint found at a great camp of the new stone age in sussex four and five beautifully carved flint arrowheads of the same age found in ireland six a flint pick found in the thames seven a flint knife from denmark End caption so here we see there are three kinds of men found living at the same time the savage small neander men the artistic and clever and finely built reindeer men and the negro men but we know almost nothing about the negro men all these men lived in a time which the people who study these things call the old stone age but the reindeer men still lived in the new stone age a time which is nearer to the days when real history begins the weather in the west of europe was growing warmer still so that new and different kinds of animals could live there the reindeer men had gone but there was now the red deer which long afterwards the red king loved to hunt in england the lake dwellers the reindeer men disappeared with the reindeer where they went to we do not know perhaps they just died out because the weather did not suit them as it did other men who now began to show themselves so far as we know the new people did not come from the reindeer men the men of this new time began to build houses sometimes of stone sometimes of wood a favorite place for houses was the middle of lakes the men first drove heavy pieces of wood into the water and then built their houses upon them lake dwellers as we call them are known to have lived at glastonbury in england they began to collect herds of cattle and kept them for food they also tilled the land and grew things they built strange circles of stone one of which may still be seen at stonehenge in the south of england we know too that they began to make pottery but they could not draw and paint like the reindeer men who had lived perhaps thousands of years before them
This seems a strange thing, as the new men were so much more civilized in other ways. The new stone age reaches the time of which real history begins to speak. It lasted until about 4,000 years ago in some parts of Europe, but in Egypt, even about 7,000 years ago, the people had learned to make weapons of bronze and a little later of iron. It is with these people that the most interesting part of the story of the world commences. Of the earlier peoples we can never know very much, and real history begins with the writing down of the doings of men who were very different from these savages. People who knew many things and wanted to know more, and so people whom we understand better and like to hear about. When people learned to make weapons of bronze and iron instead of stone, the wild animals were more frightened of them and fled before them. When all the animals in one place had been killed or had run away, the people moved on to another place to find more animals. So that in the very early days people were always moving from place to place. Families who were related to each other kept together and moved with each other. We call a number of families keeping together in this way a tribe. Often two tribes would want to go to the same place, and then they would fight, and the tribe which won would have the land. Picture caption, How the World Began. The world probably began as a great mass of glowing gas whirling round and round, which gradually, after millions of years, cooled down into solid matter. This photograph, taken through the great telescope of Yerkes Observatory, shows the mass of glowing gas in the Milky Way called the Nebula of Andromeda, which is now in the state that our world was probably in at the beginning. End caption. After many years, men began to collect together sheep and cows, from which they got nearly everything they wanted. They killed some of them for meat to eat, and got milk from the cows to drink, and they made themselves clothes from the wool of the sheep. When there were so many animals, the grass was soon eaten up, and so again the tribes had to move on to other places for fresh pasture land. Sometimes when a tribe found land on which things grew very easily, they stayed there, and instead of keeping so many sheep and cattle, they kept only a few, and instead of letting grass grow all over the land, they gave up some of the land to grow many other things. They built themselves houses to live and sleep in instead of the tents which they had used when they were always moving. So villages were made, and some of these grew into towns. And instead of all the men hunting or fishing or fighting or growing corn, some began to do one thing and some another. Some men made boots and others made weapons for the people who were looking after the land and had no time to do these things for themselves. 
but always for thousands of years there were tribes still moving sometimes coming to fight the people who had settled down and taking their lands from them most of the people in the hottest part of the earth had black skins and black hair those farther north were brown or yellow and also had black or very dark hair then there were tribe upon tribe of white people and more and more of these were ever pouring into europe from asia we know most about the people of europe asia and the north of africa and more about some of these peoples than about others with the story of the people who lived on the banks of two great rivers the nile and the euphrates real history begins end of chapter one read by lisa marie duffield of duffielddiscovery.org on may fifth twenty twenty one